The Diary of Rude Meslow. Spending the day at the Fleeson camp turned out to be very productive. Corball was able to barter. That sounds awful, <laughs> but I am interested in the cup. Oh, you're interested in the cup? Oh, it's very nice. It's, there's not even any holes in it. You can actually drink with it. That's a good feature. Maybe the key brooch. Oh, and the key? Oh, okay. I'm wheeling and dealing today. You wouldn't is going to make a deal today. What do you got to trade me? You know, you wouldn't. Your wool seems a little dirty, but I've got something for you. This is what we call soap. And I hold up a bar of soap. I'm sorry, did you just say that my wool looks dirty? Then we met up with You Got It to help her with bringing some lumber in. Dot and Wren talked to the village shearer, who's been bitten by some creature and lost his shears. Luckily, they found the shears in the possession of some lambs and used them to help the village elder with the messy hive of lavers. Simon was able to locate a brush dog in camp that was responsible for biting a few fleecen and got it all worked out, I think. You pick up the box and there is... What could best be described as almost like a bulldog, but it's a little bit bigger and it has a big round head with a big underbite kind of like Rook. And it's currently snapping at you trying to bite you. I put the box back down. <laughs> we also got information about the Fleecep. They move instead of fighting threats. And their last camp was near a magic burn area that turned out to be very dangerous. There's also a mysterious shadow that passes overhead that might be Simon's brother Abe. Brood finishes writing in his journal and looks up. Brood, don't drop your journal. No, yeah, I gotta put it back in my bag. Stores his journal. How often do you write in that thing? Didn't you just write in it like 30 minutes ago? <laughs> You got to keep a record. How else will you remember what's going on? I appreciate it. We need the history of the group. Team Terminus. Team Terminus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> See, without me, you would have forgotten. It's hard to remember things, especially being so old. I wish I had been writing stuff down for ages. I got to say, Red, you look fantastic for your age. Why, thanks. <laughs> What's our plan? What's our move? Go south to the very dangerous burned area? I think we got a couple things left to do here. We need to check with Bob L about their garden. Yeah, and I have some wax that I need to trade. Don't we need to return the shears? Oh, we did that, didn't we? Oh, yeah. No, he has the, yeah, he has the shears. Oh, we needed to go tell him whether or not his bites were poisonous. Oh yeah, and then the village elder said he wanted to see us before we left. Yeah, we definitely have to talk with them. Oh, and doesn't Ren have to play some music? Oh yeah. I, I, we can't I, we can't miss that. Yeah, we have to listen to Ren and the Black Sheep. We, we got like three more <laughs> sessions left in this camp. <laughs> Let's check in with the gardener at least and find out what's going on. Sounds like a plan. Yeah, let's go that way. I start flying that way. What about the dog? What about the dog? He's going to be good now, right? He's going to protect. Oh, yeah. She's going to be very good. Isn't he coming with us? He was going to help protect the garden. Oh. So the lambs don't need to anymore. That's probably safer. <laughs> the garden is being tended by Bob L. He is standing over this tilled area that looks like it's really well prepped 
for a garden, but anything that might have been growing looks like it's having issues getting going. Hello. We love to see your garden. It looks brand new. It's a really nice garden, right? There's literally nothing growing here. Well, that's how they all start, right? Not for me. I'm good at growing things. I just, I feel like there's something here that's causing an issue that I don't know about. And now these lambs are all over my garden saying that someone's coming to do magic for them. And I'm hoping it's magically going to make my stuff grow. Oh, I don't know if my magic can make stuff grow. Oy. I can lift things into the air and I lift a little bit of dirt. <laughs> I swoop in and I say, hi, I'm Ren. I, I might be able to at least try a little something. If you've got some sort of skills, let's see a little bug. Let's see it make my garden grow. Let me ask you, was it growing well and then it just like died or what happened? Yeah, I had a couple things going and I think there's some sort of pest. I don't know. Like, it's not the laverns because you can see them. I feel like maybe something underground's eating the roots because every time I pull something up, the roots is all gone. Mm. I cast mold earth and pick up a five foot cube of earth right out of the ground. Hey! Uh, is there anything in there? <laughs> ah, there's a lot of dirt in there. Do you see any bugs? No, there's no bugs in there. I take very special care of my garden and make sure that there's no bugs in there before I start growing things. What about gophers? Are there any gophers in here? Do you see any gophers? What is a gopher? <laughs> Little furry creatures. Not like you, but I guess kind of like you, but smaller. Oh, no, it's a little bit like smaller than me. I would look around to see if there's any, like, burrows or anything where they might be coming in and out. Hey, okay. Simon. But we're Simon. We Simon. are Simon. <laughs> I put the dirt back in the hole. <laughs> I'm not in here. Simon, oh no, I start I'm digging so, into I'm the sorry. ground. I'm sorry. I, I use Carl, it again. Lift to, it back up. <laughs> another five foot cube back out. <laughs> Climb out of the hole. Somebody put a bell on him. <laughs> Simon, can you sense creatures around here, by the way? Well, first, are you okay? <laughs> yeah. That was one of the most frightening things that has ever happened to me. I was down there trying to see if I could sense the presence of any creatures, and then I sensed the presence of many, many pounds of dirt on me and couldn't sense anything else. I'm sorry. I, you're too quiet. You all are the weirdest group of people I've ever met, and I've been out here for a while. Are you going to help me with my animal problem or not? Uh, for sure we are going to. What do you think we're doing right now? Apparently you're burying your teammate in my garden. What do you think? Dot, do you think that you could help me? Yes, definitely. I mean, I can't lift a bunch of dirt on you like no. that, but I could do um, other things. I, I actually could use some assistance. Just standing here. I mean, I can definitely help you, and I go over and help him stand up. <clears throat> Drape my arm around Dot. Okay, Dot, this is what you need to look for. And then I realize that the way I look for animals, there's no way to actually explain it to him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just hold me up here, and I think I'll be able to do a better job of looking. I definitely can. I'm looking for just little places that they might burrow, but nothing, mag nothing magical. Put my hand to the ground. And in my own vision, see that ping emanate out from that spot through the earth as I try and sense the presence of Vinny. 
living thing. Give me that survival check with advantage with Dot's assistance. 22. Oh, nice. So, on the far end of the farm area from where you are, you can definitely feel something moving. It's not moving quickly. It's slowly working its way underground. I immediately blow the whistle. What? What? What is that? It's right, right there underground. Corbal. Corbal. I use mold earth to pick up another five foot cube. <laughs> right where it's at. Right where it's pointing. So as you pull up the earth, there's a squealing sound and a squealing mass of flesh falls out of the dirt. It looks like an overstuffed pillow with multiple appendages as it lands Eldrick Blast as it lands <laughs> on its back in the middle of the garden and it has just no eyes no ears just a mouth and it's laying on its back as far as you can tell with its legs waggling in the air and its mouth just looking for food. Yeah, there's definitely an Eldritch Blast going at that thing. <laughs> Wait. Uh, it's too late. <laughs> Fabel goes, oh, it's one of those things. We just call them blood blisters because they are basically nothing but flesh and blood and they just eat their way through everything. No wonder he's been going through my whole thing. Dot, if you want to give me your Eldritch Blast. Brood, hit it with your hammer, but take the box off first. 16 to hit. <laughs> Uh, yes, that's enough to hit. And seven damage. The Eldritch Blast hits it, and it basically pops. Yeah. Ooh. There's some nutrients for the garden. That's a great way of looking at it, Dot. It has a lot of nitrogen in it. <laughs> Do you think that's the only one? I hope so. That thing's disgusting. Do you sense any more, Simon? Uh, yeah, that's the only thing that I sensed. Oh, that's great. You don't really see many of them around each other because they eat so much. They can't really be around each other much unless they're mating. So, yeah, I guess that's the only one. I don't know what I'm going to do with this carcass here now. Dot will eat it. Oh, no, I think it just goes in the hole underneath where Quarter is going to put the dirt. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it could be fertilizer. Just kick it in the hole, just... and then I'll put the dirt back. I mean, look, and I use Mage Hand to move it into the hole. Okay. <laughs> if it weighs less than 10 pounds. The lambs are thrilled with all of the magic going on <laughs> around the farm. Thanks, I think. I mean, your garden should work great now. That's very true. Uh, at least now I'll be able to grow my gourds and things, because we need them to collect water since we've moved here so recently. I don't think we have enough, so... Hopefully my gourds will grow fast enough that we can start gathering water. Are the little lambs around? Yes, they are. They've been watching with their hands over their mouths, jumping up and down with all the magic going on. They're very excited. Ren would fly around and say to the guy, let me just give you a little help with a little jump start in the garden here. And Ren will fly around the garden, just casting druid craft and kind of making the plants bloom and kind of blossom and maybe flit around the lambs a little bit, like circle and kind of group back up. Barstool and you two are jumping up and down. They're so excited. You just literally just passes out from excitement from all the magic going on. <laughs> Bob Bell's like, oh, 
This is so much easier. Are you a farmer? I've never seen a bug that farmed before. No, I'm good with plants, but I'm not a farmer. I'll say you are. This is great. Well, I'm glad you enjoy. I'm glad it's helpful. Thank you. Bobbell looks genuinely pleased with their new garden now. It's always nice to spruce a place up. Where should we go next? Let's go to the hurt hand person, Lisa. We are if they went to them. Simon, you you lead. Look, we don't want to lose you again, so you go <laughs> first. Yeah, why are you so excited to go talk to Baja? Because they wanted to know if they were going to die. Oh, as you're heading over to to let Bahop know that he's not dying, you rock and the black sheep wave to Ren and they're like, are we going to practice? We got stuff to do, right? We got a performance tonight. Yeah, I, I'd love to practice. I don't know if you know the songs, so we got to get it together. Yeah, l- let's do that. Yeah, definitely prepare before a show. I don't want to go into this unprepared. <laughs> We're doing a really old one. It's called All Dogs Go to Heaven. We kind of jazz it up a little bit so it goes a little faster. Because the old one, it was a little slow. And honestly, okay. we're not here to put the fleece into sh- to sleep. You know what I mean? Yeah, okay. Um. <laughs> we're not here to put the fleece into <laughs> sh- <to> sheep. <laughs> uh, Red <laughs> just gives like, uh, like kind of like a swallow. And like, okay, <laughs> why, why don't you teach it to me? So while the Fleecen are teaching Ren their own song, uh, Simon, you go up to Bahop, who is practicing with his shears in his non-dominant hand. Bahop? Is that the one? Yeah. Bahop. 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 It's not Bahambug. Totally different person. We have some news for you, Bahop. Uh, all right. That's a weird way to say it, but sure, what you got? You were bitten by a brush dog, and the injuries it causes seems to be more topical than anything lasting that could really hurt you. So you, you don't have very much risk of, you know, dying like you were, you were worried about. Oh, that's good to know. I thought we agreed we were going to tell him he was dying. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't. That seems like a rather cruel trick for me. At least. It would be just a joke between friends. <laughs> I don't know. I appreciate the information, though. You look a little, uh, you look a little pale there. Do you need a haircut? It might make you feel better. Um, actually, uh, this is, how do I say this? You know how your hand has been hurt, and it's been unfortunate, and you haven't been able to do what you wanted and help your family, your community of Fleeson because of that. I'm kind of in a similar situation and if you would be willing, I think there's a way we could help each other out. Do you need a haircut? Uh, not so much a haircut. I can heal your hand. Oh, you can heal my hand? The little guy said he needed to rest first. You got you got time? Yes. Um, there's there's a little catch to it, though, and it's a little bit off-putting to most people. I just want to be matter-of-fact. I think I'm dying. You're what now? I think I'm dying. The past little while, I I think I've come to the conclusion that for some reason my body can't produce its own blood, and I'm dying because of it. It's I think it's pretty serious. So... The only way that 
I can stay alive is if I receive someone else's blood to keep me alive. And so, if you would be willing, I could exchange healing your hand for a small amount of what would save my life at least for a little while. The fleece and Bahop looks extremely taken back by this suggestion. I'm sorry, did you just say you want me to give you my blood? Just a little bit of it. I wouldn't ask if I wasn't so desperate, but I don't know what else to do. So I'm going to have you give me a persuasion check. The DC is going to be pretty high because this is a very strange out of the blue request to this person. I'm going to say it has to be over a 20 for him to even consider this. Can you heal whatever blood you take as part of healing his hand? What do you mean? Well, I mean, you're healing his hand, right? Yes. Will that healing will that healing also heal whatever hurt comes from the blood loss? It, yes, because of the exchange, it would be completely painless and would heal anything I took from him. Give me that persuasion check. I am unable to meet this check with any kind of role. Bahop kind of gives you a, a shaky look. Yeah, I'm gonna, uh, I'm just gonna go and uh, wrap my hand up a bit more and just kind of let it heal as it were. Good luck, though, with uh, your blood thing. And he kind of gives you a sideways glance as he walks away from you guys. Simon, are you able to take my blood? I don't believe that I am. There's mm. something surrounding each of us in this group. It's probably the magic. I, I, I don't even know how to describe how I know this, but it's like you are outside the realm of the normal living to my to my senses, and it would be as if drinking water. Hmm. Water is good for you, isn't it? Not for me. What if the next time we find a creature that attacks us, we keep the last one alive? It's pretty morbid, but maybe it would work? It seems like we might need to go looking for creatures right now. Maybe that one that I just blew up, that was all blood. I wonder if that one would have worked. I mean, not to put too fine a point on it, but legitimately, I thought that's what it would turn into. <laughs> <It was> like, <laughs> Scott definitely just blew it up immediately. <laughs> he just literally blew it up. <laughs> just, just so, completely helpless <laughs> blood pack laying there on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> like a Canadian bag of milk for Simon just sitting there in the ground. His water flask just got burst. <laughs> oh, man. Wait, are those things common around here? Those slug children? <laughs> well, I couldn't sense any in the immediate area. Yeah, but you know, they might be in the not immediate area. Dang it, I'm sorry, Simon. I should have let you kill it. Once again, Doth's endless <laughs> quest for bloodthirsty violence <laughs> I just... has doomed us all. No, I'm joking. I do not like pests, <laughs> but then I became one myself. So when did you become a pest? Well, I mean, I just killed something that Simon might have been able to use to drink and stay alive. Wow. For some reason, I thought that you got changed into the way that you look now, against your will. No, that was Simon. I'm sure we could find something else. I mean, we have to go south anyway. Everything on two legs looks the same to me anyways. Oh, that's racist. We might be able to get permission to catch some of those little rabbit things. The flying rabbits might work. 
it's fine. I'm I'm sure I'll be. <laughs> I'm sure that I'll be fine. Let's go find them. He's got the black lung. I start walking to where they were. As far as I'm concerned, they would have blood, right? There's no reason for me to think they wouldn't. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The whole of the Fleeson camp is now gathering together in front of where Ren, Urok, and the Black Sheep are currently preparing to perform. Dot, you're heading over towards where the Elder's Tent is. Yeah. To see if I can see any of them. As you head towards the Elder's Tent, you see Bahop walk out of the Elder's Tent followed shortly by the village elder Bon Grill. Hello. Bon Grill looks over at you and goes back into the tent. Area blocked. You must complete your current quest or you can proceed. (laughs) (laughs) Ren, you rock and the black sheep are prepared to jam out this evening. Are, Are you all tuned up and ready to go? Absolutely. You rock steps forward. All right, everybody. We weren't sure if we were going to be able to perform tonight, but luckily for us, this little flying magic book came into town, and now we're ready to rock and roll. And the town, oh yeah, and the lambs are jumping up and down. Ren just puts up their loot and is just like shaking it. Yeah, we got this! (laughs) You rock, counts you in. One, two, one, two, three, and the group starts playing. Ren, can you give us a jazzy version of All Dogs Go to Heaven? You got a furry friend, yeah, you do. You got a furry friend, oh yeah. Ooh, furry, furry, furry friend, you gotta pet them today. Because one day they won't be here, no, one day they won't be here, oh. And Red just keeps going. (laughs) By the end of this series, that is going to be a fully mastered, beautiful song. That's going to be like our intro song. (laughs) Um, So while Ren, you rock and the black sheep are going, Bot and Grill is going to approach Dot as Dot is kind of standing around. Hey, look. You alls came in and did a lot of good work for us here, and we really appreciate it. I don't know what's going on with your pale friend over there, but he's kind of freaking out some of my people here. Uh, He is dying. Yeah, I I heard that. He had some people do some mean thing to him and made it so he can't eat or drink anymore. And he's still kind of learning what that means and how to live. And... So far, he has not been able to find a good way, but he doesn't want to hurt anyone, and so there's nothing he can do. I was actually here trying to find some of those Lavern to see if maybe we could use one of them, and maybe that could help him stay alive. As the elder of the village, we got no weapons. I got no way to protect my people. We would never, never hurt any of your people. In fact, we would protect your people if it came to that. Here's the thing. You guys have done enough good for us that I'm not trying to kick you out. And I made a promise that I would show you what I do with the wax. I do still really want to know that. If your group will come into my tent, maybe we can smooth some things over so that my people aren't scared for their lives while you're here. That sounds like a really good idea. I'm sure that I could get them all here. I know that right now everybody's listening to Ren play. 
as soon as the song's over, I can't listen to the end of it. It makes me cry, even when it's all upbeat like this. I can't do it. So, when you guys is ready... I did think that Simon was pretty clear that he would not hurt anybody, only that as part of healing, he would take some blood, which I know that's super weird. I get that. It's still something that we're learning. And I would give him my blood, but something's wrong with my blood and it won't work for him. But he won't take it. Like you do understand why it would be off-putting to some of my people, though. Yeah, it was scary to me at first, and so I could see how it'd be scary for you. Yeah. All right, so when the concert's over... Yeah, no, we'll get them all in here and we can chat. I'm sure there's many people who are interested in your wax this magic crafting. We cut back to Ren finishing their song... And they float away. <laughs> yeah, the, the fleecing are all about it. They're stamping their hooves. They're all excited about it. Ren, you are signing autographs to the lambs after your set is over. They put a, a wool towel around your neck. Like a performer mopping off their head after they're done. Oh, they, they, thank you, thank you. That I, I had so much, so much fun playing with you all. You rock is just elated. That's the best it's ever gone before. I don't think I've known anybody else that knew all the words to that song. It feels like it's a song that changes all the time, so it's really hard to get people to sing the words. It really can be difficult. I wish whoever wrote it kind of stuck and it was a little more consistent. <laughs> the concert's over. The fleecing disperse. I would go and find everybody. You guys, the village elder wants to talk to us. I don't know how many of you were there when Simon was talking to Bahop but Bahop's pretty freaked out about the whole thing. So we need to go talk to the talk to the guy who's going to teach us how to make wax magic. Yeah, let's go. We're going to enter into Bon Grill's tent. As you step inside, it is brighter almost than it is outside with the twilight that is in the Myrrh Woods. There are hundreds of candles all around the outer edge of the tent. And in the center of the tent, there is a copper basin that sits on the ground. Bon Grill is actively working on a candle. He is carving it down with a big knife. And he looks up as you enter. Seeing as you helped us out so much with our new camp, I figured I'd give you a little bit of information before you... Uh, head out, I guess. You've heard that the last place that we was at was dangerous. It was near a burn spot. There are awful things there that we couldn't uh, deal with. We lost a few. But I feel like I can give you a little bit more of the lay of the land, what's around here. So, three days south towards the southern border of Myrrh, that's where Hyperion is. It's where the wood dwarves are at. They don't take kindly to people. Maybe, maybe this fella here, he points to Corball, could get in. But uh, if you're not a dwarf, you're not welcome there. That's what we've heard. To the west, there is a massive canyon that we can't get across. Something really bad happened there. I'm not sure what was there before, but it's not good now. 
as you're heading to Hyperion, it is between two very dangerous places that we know of. There's a cursed area that doesn't return anybody that goes there. That's still part of the woods. But then if you go any further south, there is a wall of mist that blocks any visions further south. Let's just say anyone that has re-emerged from the mist is changed. And not in a good way. But we do have some allies. Yari, the witch, she lives on the northern border of Mur. She lives on the bank of the Mavialan River up there that separates us from further north. We do like rivers. It's, it seems nice, it just not really where we want to live at. As we traveled around, that's what we figured out. But I do want to show you uh, what the wax is for. I thought yeah. maybe your sick friend might have been able to use this, but do you guys know about the Lingwei? The Lingwei? Yeah, the Lingwei. It's, uh, how do I explain it? So, a long time ago, all of the memories of Mantle were contained in what they called the Lingwei. It's like a fire. Uh, that's where all the memories were stored for Mantle. And legend has it that that's where they're still stored. Not a lot of people know about it because it's been so long, but this art has been passed down from Fleece and Elder to Fleece and Elder since from long before when I was even alive. We have a way to tap into the Lingwei with the wax. We've got enough here for, like, maybe one entrance into the Lingwei. You can't do a lot in there because it takes a lot out of you. The further back you go, the more difficult it is. People that aren't uh, magically inclined don't last long in there at all. But uh, seeing as you guys do the magic stuff, you guys might be able to dig a little deeper in. Is it for one person or should all of us go? It's just the one. So maybe Simon can learn about what his ailment is. It's possible. I only have enough of this wax for one entry. I volunteer's tribute. I can give you what little wax I have left. It's not a lot. It takes a while. I've got to work on it a bit. So I can't just add to what I have. Gotcha. It might be better for Simon. Well, I have to ask... Are any of you worshippers of Mosine? I have never even seen your sign. I don't know who that is. Mosine. She's the child of the god of time and the goddess of knowledge. She was charged with protecting the Lingwei. Then the war of the gods happened and she disappeared. So going into the Lingwei is dangerous because anybody can see that you're in there if they're also in there. So you gotta be quick, you gotta be smart, you gotta get in, you gotta get out, bada boom, bada boom. You get what I'm saying? I think so. You're opening yourself up to someone else finding you. So you gotta be careful. I've got this one shot, and as long as you all are willing to take the risk, you can dive in. Let me know who's going, I guess. You mentioned cursed area that was just dangerous, but... That's exactly what I was gonna ask about. No way, Corball. God, we are like the one in the same. I don't know. You're bigger than me. 
and <laughs> kind of stockier. I don't think we're the <laughs> same. Are we though? We were thinking the same, the same oh, thing. Oh yeah, that's yes, that is true. Yeah, I would agree with that. But can you tell us more about it? Do you know anything? Both us and the dwarves, we both sent people into this area because it was somewhere that hadn't been explored yet. And we thought, okay, maybe there's something there that we can use. We sent in probably, I don't know, 20, 30 people. And not one of them came back. Now, some people suggest that maybe it's just so nice that they didn't want to come back. But uh, you get close to there and it's just not right. Like, uh, the trees aren't right. What's wrong with the trees? It's like they're made of metal instead of wood. And they don't have any leaves on them. It's like just bars. Like bars and bars and bars. Not like the men, but like bars of metal. As far as you can see. Weird. There's something wrong with that area. And, and nobody's come back out of it. So we steer clear of that. I don't know if that's something that you guys are interested in or not. I just kind of mentioned it so that you would, like, steer clear of, uh, of that. Out of character, is that where Ba Woodcutter said the magic wood would be? <laughs> Naru? Naru. Yes. No, it was Naru. Okay. <laughs> Naru did way, say way that that's probably ago. where you would be able to find more magic wood. Okay. Back in character. All right. What made you leave? What, like... Were you attacked or... The last camp or the cursed area? Well, I thought you camped at the cursed area. Well, we were close to there. Yeah. Okay, yeah. But you were in a burn spot, right? Well, yeah, last time. But down near that cursed area, between the dwarves and then that whole area that seemed to be like, I don't know, eating people, we decided that it was time to step away. The dwarves, no offense, short pants, but they are not nice people down there. I wear a robe. All right, all right. Short <laughs> robe. They are not nice. And so we figured we'd do better further away. Could you draw us an easy map to get oh. to the those locations? It's just, it's three days south. You just head three days south and you can't miss it. You run right into Hyperion. And then uh, right on the other side of Hyperion, there's this place that looks like it's made out of metal out in the middle of the woods. So... Wait, you're but, saying the metal place is further south from Hyperion, not in between here? Well, it's, and yeah, it's right around that same area. Rook burst through the tent door. <laughs> He's like, did someone say a city made out of metal? Ah! Oh, you scared me. I just <laughs> no, about dropped Rook, my candle. He <gasps> said trees made out of metal, which... That's even better! That's insane. <laughs> Yeah, there's something wrong with it. You guys seem a little too excited about going there, so I'm just going to warn you right off. It's not a good this place. This will be glorious. And Rook stares at his hammer <laughs> in his hand. We should at least go look at it. Yeah, so someone, and I forget who exactly. My my memory's just not the best um, these days. Um, but someone said they're... they're was an old temple around here um, to one of the gods. Mm. I, does that ring a bell to you? or You don't want to get close to those either. You, you all are interested in the strangest places. The temples are, uh, are 
nasty too. There's all sorts of horrible things living around those things. But yeah, there's one to some dead god. Uh, not too far from here. I don't know if there's anywhere safe for you all to go. You might want to just head north to see the witch and head across the river. It might be safer there. I don't know. Which direction is the temple? I'd have to pull out my maps. I don't have them out on me right now, but it's not far. I'll draw you a map. Okay, thank you. If you already have the maps, we can just like copy them. I need my- Brood <laughs> is really good at writing things down. <laughs> I need my maps just in case we need to move again. Yeah, we'll have to copy. He was asking about the mountain too? Yeah, we were well, we were headed that way. Mm. I was just wondering what's up there. We haven't been able to get there. There's a big falls, and then the river, it splits right around us. So there's a falls coming out of the mountain. The Mavialan River goes one way, and the Bleeding Heart goes, goes south. So we're kind of cut off from the mountain. And we're, huh? we're not big swimmers. We, we just absorb water when we get in it, so we try not to get in it too much. Ah, uh, yes, your your wool hair. I could see how that would not be good in the water. Yeah. Can you explain to Simon what the dangers are of going inside the the fireway? Oh, yeah, I didn't see you back there. You're very quiet. I'm just, like, peeking through the flap. Like, you can just see, like, two little eyes under the hood just, like, peeking through. Look, here's the thing. Bahop, let me know that you are uh, a bit confused about what's going on with you and your, your, your blood issues. What I can offer is a link into the Ling Wei or the, uh, the collective memory of Mantle. I wouldn't suggest going too far back, so I don't know how long you've been this way, but... Uh, if you can go back just a little bit and maybe find out what's going on and then get back out. Because uh, once you're in there, anybody else who's also in there can see you. And it's not always nice. So we don't go in very often. But since you've been helping us so much, I figured it might be a nice thing to offer you as a team and say, look, if you have any issues that we can trace back to a certain period of time, then uh, we have a solution, as it were. Why can only one go? That's all I got the wax for. So if you had more wax, then more could go at once? Oh no, it's a one-in-one-out kind of thing. You can't go in as a group. Oh, if there's one thing I've learned, it's when I go off on my own, terrible things happen. And especially if it's somehow dependent on speed or some kind of ability and I'm not at full strength and there's danger. That sounds like a terrible combination right now. It's not unusual for me to be around people that are scared of things with fleecing. We run from everything. So I don't blame you for being afraid of things. But the truth of the matter is, if you don't know where you came from, how on earth are you going to know where you're going? So, if you got questions about what's happened to you, this is, uh, it's an offer. And if you don't want it, there's, uh, five other people standing here that might use it. So you all are welcome to it, too, if you want it. I wonder, was there any way one of us could learn the stuff for Simon? Because I would go, but I don't know what I would be asking in there or where I would be looking. 
Yeah, that's the problem. If it's not your own history that you're going back to, you kind of need very specific things to look for. Is he going back to his history to like watch what happened to himself or what, I mean, what would this actually do for him? The collective memories of Mantle are in here, so you can go back and see things from different perspectives, but it's all around one focus. You got to pick a one. If Simon doesn't want to, I, I don't mind volunteering. I think it'd be interesting to find out a little bit about my past. Corball, that might benefit the group way more than just something that might benefit me. I mean, you're linked to all of us because of your heritage and the reason we're out here in the first place. Well, I think you should go. So none of you was around each other before you came out here? Like none of you interacted in any way before you you wandered out here into this dangerous place? My family used to watch Rook fight in the arena. I went to school with Corball. And I've heard Ren sing. Well, not I've, not directly, but I've heard of the songs that they play. And Bird and I are best friends. Yeah, we are. Ran, didn't you do something around Simon at some point recently? Yes, I did, but I didn't know Simon was there. Uh, we had an interaction un unknowingly, it appears. Here's the thing. I have it here. It's an offer. You don't have to take it. I thought it might be useful. But if it's not an interest, no worries. I will gladly well, I use this gateway in and I'll go find out some more stuff myself. Yeah, we can. I do think that at least Corbo wants to go in. Like, this place is scary, but we can't live our entire lives fearing everything. No, that, I agree. That also puts us in danger. I mean, everything is out to kill it. Yeah. We should just do it. Yeah. All right, I'm going in. All right, short pants. How far back are we going? To where my magic came from. Oh. I don't really know, I guess. All right, that's a tall order. It's the best advice I can give you. You can go back a ways. But should you come across something that is aggressive and unpleasant turn around and a uh, quick reminder <laughs> you're not physically there so nothing you have on none of your weapons are gonna do you any good okay the, does magic work in there uh, just not watching? that i know of you got to use the magic to get in but you're in memories so you can't do much okay but if you're a game i'd love to see someone else go through i'd never get to see it from the outside yeah let me what let Let's do it. Bon Grill comes over. He's holding a candle that's probably a foot in diameter. Is that from side to side of a circle? It's a huge candle. It's currently lit. All right, here you go. You hold this and you see this basin on the, on the ground here. What you're going to do is close your eyes and concentrate. And then tip the candle forward so the wax pours into the basin. And uh, then you're in. Getting out, you need to look for the basin and get back to the basin to get back out. Okay. So uh, keep track of where it's at. Don't go too far. Okay. All right. You're good to go. I'm excited. Yeah, this ought yeah. to be interesting. So he hands you the candle. Okay. 
Let's see you go, short pants I'm, tip. I, I, I close my eyes. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. So I would just like really concentrate on like my mother and like what my magic feels like and like the <laughs> fire. You accidentally killed your mother. I didn't kill my mother. <laughs> and like know. the fire aspect of it. And I just close my eyes and tip the candle forward. Okay. And while Core uh, is doing this, Ren just starts strumming just very gently, like uh, some background music, and just tries to subtly inspire Core Ball. You know, more of like a meditative sort of sounding. Uh, a meditation as... <laughs> inspiration. Yes, exactly. As you feel the weight of the candle moving forward, you feel your consciousness almost go into this liquid wax and you feel yourself falling forward into the basin. You fall forward and you feel the wax hit the water, but you're not getting wet. And with your eyes closed, you're very used to the light from fire. So with your eyes closed, you can see the light of fire. And when you open them, it feels as though you're standing in the middle of a massive bonfire without burning. There is a cacophony of sounds and movement around you, figures appearing in the flames, people walking away from you in the flames. There's screaming, there's laughter. It is a bombardment of stimuli as you're standing here. Mm -hmm. You can hear Ba and Grill very faintly calling to you. Concentrate. Concentrate on what you want. Find the path, short pants. And so I concentrate on what it feels like for the magic to flow through me. And I, and I concentrate on trying to find where that has come from. As you concentrate, you find that the flames around you start bending to your will now that it knows you're damn right they do <laughs> sorry. sorry very very serious <laughs> <laughs> kneel before me I'm, I'm sorry I had to <laughs> so now that they know what you're looking for it feels like the Ling Wei is a living file like a living record of everything that's happened in Mantle and it parts in a specific direction and opens up a pathway through the flames. I, I walk towards it. I follow okay. it. Almost like at the fast walk when you're really excited about something. <laughs> okay. You walk that way, and it isn't long before you see a flaming visage of your father, Houtlin. <clears throat> and he is standing beside your mother who is holding you as an infant. And your mother's okay. saying, oh, he's perfect. Oh, look, look at his cute little toes. And Houtland kind of grunts and she says, I know he's kind of a surprise, but I'm so happy that he's here. He's, he's an heir. He can you can pass along all your knowledge to him. It's your son. And Houtland scowls. You see 
your thought process continues back past them, but a new path opens behind Howland. It looks a little bit more narrow, but now you have a choice. You can follow your life path backwards more, or you can follow whatever Houtland's path is offering. Hmm. How do I... Weird question. How do I follow my life path back? Like my bloodline? Is that what you're saying? It's a weird way of saying it, I guess. You can follow the path that is offering you that's wider and potentially a little bit more vague, but Houtland's path has branched off at the point where he meets you and takes him in a different direction. Okay. Um, I'm going to let the dice decide. Oh, all uh, right. One through 10, I go with the easy path. 11 through 20, I go to Houtland. Uh, 18, so Houtland's path. Okay. Perhaps this, this angle intrigues you a little bit. You don't know much about your dad's thought process and his history, so maybe this is something unusual. Why is he such a douche? (laughs) You head back past Houtland. You hear the sounds of Houtland closing the door to Nephilim as you keep going past. You go a little bit further, and you start to feel the, the walls kind of constrict a bit more. And... You see Houtlin as a younger man further back this path, and he is standing with a group of people, and he's saying, this is our only choice. We have no other way. Once we do this, then everything works. Then we have the respect that we deserve. And there's a bristle of noise from these other figures that are standing around your father. And as your father is talking, he stops suddenly, and he looks up, and he's looking directly at you. We don't like that. And you hear a voice, not coming from Houtland, but you hear Houtland's voice. What are you doing here? And the fire Houtland starts taking a few steps towards you. I I turn and go the opposite direction. How quickly? Like the fast walk again. You start walking, and you hear Houtland's voice. Don't walk away from me, son. What are you doing here? And you hear his feet start walking behind you quickly. I turn and run. (laughs) Or not turn and run. I start running. I'm already turned. You hear Houtland start running too. How did you get in here? Who taught you how to get in here? How dare you snoop around in my path? And he's at a full sprint now. And you can feel the fire start to close in around you as apparently Houtland has some control over how much you're welcome into his memories. You're getting close to where your mother is. Okay. Just full sprint. Full sprint. Houtland's catching up to you because he's not physically there either, so he can move quickly. You're at your mother. Houtland's still following me? Houtland is in close pursuit. I said I wanted to go the other direction. (laughs) Go. Shoot there first. Um... Go the other direction. No, because then I have to run past, like, I, like Howland's running towards me. If I keep going, I have to turn around and go back past him somehow. You have to do the juke. <laughs> Let the dice decide. Uh-oh. All right, I go down the, the memory path. Oh, are you heading down the other path? Yeah. Okay. You start heading down that path. There is a lot of noise down here. Your concentration is kind of wavering. Can yes. you give me... Oof. Give me a con save. I can give you anything. 
That's a 19, a save, plus 3. Perfect. 22. Okay. So you're able to shake off a lot of these voices that are screaming at you. You can still hear Houtland actively pursuing you. You're not supposed to be here. You know you're not supposed to be here. He's chasing you. You are heading down this pathway now, and you are seeing Tremaine before it was destroyed. You keep running, and you see Houtland and a group of people returning to Tremaine. They look battle-worn. Your father has massive gashes across his arms and his chest, and other people are holding him up as they're dragging him back towards Tremaine. And Houtland's saying, we did it. We did it. I don't know how we did it, but we did it. And you hear memory Houtland behind you saying, that's private. Get out, Corbal. You don't know what you're doing. He's getting closer. Do you want to keep I heading backwards? I say, I turn to, mem- or not turn, but I say over my shoulder, I just want to know where I'm from. You know where you're from. And you spat on it. No, where this is from. And I try and light my hand on fire. You can kind of see a ghostly flame light up, but your magic doesn't work. So it's still okay. not real. You could never take a gift without questioning why, could you, Corbal? I mean, that's kind of spot on. That's what I do. Ungrateful. You have no idea. You have no idea. Yeah, that's why I'm here. Houtland's getting really close now. He's probably 10 feet away from you. Oh my god, okay, I'm gonna try and, like, loop around real fast, I guess, and run past him. Okay. And be like, alright, I'll leave. The fire version of him is going to reach out and try to hit you as you go past him. Okay. It's a 15 to hit. And does my magic work? No. Okay, so it misses. Okay. So you see Houtland, as you're coming towards him, he tries to, like, clothesline you as you're okay. running past him. You manage to duck under it and take off running behind. He's not giving up the chase. He's turning around. He's coming after you. And, yeah, and I'm, I'm just going to run towards the brazier. Okay. All the while, like, just yelling over my shoulder, like, I just want to know where it's from. <laughs> he starts screaming after you. You want to see what it's like when someone comes into your memories? Let's see what happens when I get inside your head, Corball. Let's see. Let's see what secrets you have, shall I? And he starts chasing you aggressively. Yeah, I'm, I'm running aggressively. <laughs> Give me another con save. Oh, that's not a skit. That's a 16. Plus 3. 19. So the Ling Wei now is agitated, and there starts to be jets of fire shooting across your pathway, starting to fill in the gaps that you opened up with your concentration, and it's coming very, very close to you. You're managing to avoid it just barely, and your dad is getting blocked behind some of these as he's climbing through them, trying to come after you. You have no idea what you have, and you never appreciate it. You're the worst If I knew what it was, I would appreciate it. You wouldn't even appreciate your name. You spat on your name and ran, just like you're running now. And he's coming after you, climbing over all of these fires and flames. You are close enough now to the circle exit that if you jump, you can get to it. Yeah, 
I jump. I I dive for it. As I'm in the air, like reaching it at the last second, I just I turn back and I say, I still loved you. And there's a blast of cold air as you come shooting back up out of the basin that's sitting on the ground inside the fleece and tent. And you are on your back laying down. And as you look down at the saucer, you see the wax hand of your father briefly reach out and then it recedes back I into the I go to high water. five it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Did you. I get there in time? Thank you for breaking the tension, Rick. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> hey, you made it back, says Bond Grill. You look good. You have fun in there? Yeah, what was it like, Corbal? It was lots of fire and I saw my father and my mother and I don't really think I learned much. But the fire was what you were after, right? Yeah, but why? Where is it from? That hmm. tells me nothing. Sometimes when you go into the Lingway, it doesn't make sense at first. But then the more you, you think about it and the more you learn, it all starts to come together. I've been going in there just briefly for years and uh, still figuring things out. Is, is it possible to teach us how to make one of these candles? I was, I was just going to ask that. Unfortunately, unless you are a follower of Mosain, I can't give you those things. But, uh, you know, come back around. Who knows? Maybe I'll have made a candle by the next time I run into you guys. I had hoped that this would solve some things for you. I'm sorry if it wasn't what you expected, but so, I figured with all the help you've given the new camp, you, need, you deserved something. So thanks, uh... Team Terminus, as it was. I appreciate what you've done for the camp. I hope you avoid the areas that I told you to. Yeah, I think we're going to head straight for those areas, to be honest. We'll travel safely then. I feel like that's the only place we'll find more answers. So, I have heard that there are little coffin things that have magic in them around here. Have you heard anything about those? Do you know anything about that? Coffins that have magic in them? That sounds, uh... A little macabre. Uh, no, I, I don't know anything about coffins with the, magic. Am I explaining it right, guys? Yeah, that's exactly right. Okay. <laughs> that's what's nice. Places of magical yeah, power. Just, well, things that, like, where magic has obviously messed with the area around it. I mean, isn't that like the burn spots? Yeah. So, heading south, you'll find, uh... The town that we we moved away from, because it's a magic burn spot. We didn't realize that it was, but there it was. And then uh, the place with the metal trees. It's uh, it's very unpleasant. So uh, best of luck to you with that, I guess. Okay. And where did you say the uh, temple was? Which direction? So what I'm seeing here is uh, two days east, there's a temple. Three days south, that's where Hyperion and the uh, the Metal Woods is at. Don't go too much further south than that. You'll see the giant wall of mist, and you don't want to mess with that. And how many days south for Hyperion? It's three. Three days. Oh, so Hyperion and the Metal Woods are in the same place. They're right next to each other. Yeah, it's kind of a special area. Same grid on the map. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> no. Hyperion's in one. <laughs> oh. 
The areas next to it, that even the dwarves aren't so stupid as to live in that area. No offense, short pants. <laughs> I think he was trying to be a little bit offensive. <laughs> oh, no, no offense taken. So this connection that Corball did, he did it through the power of the god that you worship? Yeah, Mosine. She has been seen for a long time, so the Lingway is unprotected right now, but it's uh, through following uh, things passed down to me from the last elders that I'm even able to do it. How do you know she won't come back to destroy the world like they did before? I mean, it's been 300 years, so... Uh, is that a long time for a god, or is that a short time? I don't know. <laughs> We've been doing it for 300 years and hadn't seen hide nor hair of Mosine. So, but it'd be nice if she came back because we worshipped her. So, there you go. Was, was she a kind gun? Her whole job was protecting the Lingway, so you didn't really run into her very often. Hmm. So the scary things that he talked about probably wouldn't have happened before? Who knows? I mean... It's been a long time. Now the Lingway is pretty dangerous, though, as I'm sure uh, Shortpants can tell you here. It's not exactly a picnic in there. I'd like to think when Mosine was there, it was a little more organized and a little safer. Hmm. But uh, best of luck to use moving south. I don't envy that. Is it time for us to go? I mean, we have to go at some point and get yeah. Simon some food. I really wanted to go do some trading because I have some wax and he said that that's worth something. Otherwise, I think we should go. Before we leave the tent, I would just take one of my candles, just basic beeswax candle, and I would give it to uh, Bod and Grill. Thank you for the journey. You know, it takes a lot of guts to, to just walk into the lingway like that. I appreciate that. I don't know what you saw in there, but don't let it uh, eat you up. Let it come together on your own. People go crazy trying to figure out what they see in there sometimes. I appreciate it. Dot, what did you want to trade for? Mostly just any form of, like, gourd or anything that could hold water or food or anything like that. They have three gourds that they had before that will hold water. Yeah. Do they... Well, I don't know how much the wax is worth. I have... I have it down as one. I thought it was five pounds, but I have it written down as one. You guys have done enough that they're probably willing to give you the water skin gourds. And she's like, and I'll throw in this coin because I can't get no one to take it. And she flips you the Electrum coin. Well, that is very neat. I like that. And as you catch the coin, you see that it's been defaced with a G with a dagger going through it. And that's where we'll end our session. Thanks for listening to the Seven Bones podcast. We know there are many like it, and we appreciate that you took the time to listen to ours. If you'd like, you can contact us using the email address bones at sevenbonespodcast.com. And that's with the number seven. So the number seven bonespodcast.com. Thank you very much, and we'll see you next time.